Hello, welcome and Merry Christmas, Rockzone listeners. I hope you're all having a fantastic festive break with your friends, family and loved ones. Drinking loads, eating loads and exercising loads still, I guess. Um, I mean, let's be honest, most of the people listening to the show won't be taking time off and will still be grinding it out in the gym or find some kind of other way to, to stay fit and healthy. Um, what have we got in store for you today for the last ever episode of 2022? Well, Ben and I sat down with Robert Woods, also known as Woodsy Workout, a couple of weeks back. And we spoke about, as the title of this episode might suggest, how high rocks athletes can improve their racing times. And this is applicable to the whole the whole spectrum of athletes. So whether you're a first timer or uh, an advanced athlete trying to gun for a podium spot or anything along those lines, there's little bits of knowledge, tips and tricks that Woodsy's picked up from his time as a coach and as a pro athlete himself that, um, well, I'm sure are applicable to some level um, to all of you. So it's a it's a really interesting conversation. It's on the longer side, but I thought um, there's no better time like Christmas where we're all a little bit more relaxed uh, to think about how we can improve our High Rocks performances in the new year. Um, as ever, follow us on Rockzone Pod on Instagram. Send us a message. Follow Rob on Instagram. His handle is Woodsy Workout. Um, that's a police siren going off in the background. Perfect. Thank you so much for that. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Rock zone in. Three, two, one. We're in the room. Woo! Ben, hello. Hey, Max. How you doing, dude? I'm not too bad. Um, I mean, I'd say our audio isn't as it used to be, but we never have a consistent setup. But mm. maybe this sounds great. Maybe it doesn't. Anyway, we are in Coactive Health in Buckinghamshire, which is the home, the pump dungeon, the fitness arena of Woodsy Workout. Woo! Hello, hello. Welcome to the podcast, dude. How are you doing? Yeah, good, good. Nice to be here. Nice what? to be on the other side. I'm normally, it's normally all input. I'm absorbing the information and now I'd love to give back, you know? Yeah, you're, you're on here to, to, to basically teach us if anything i mean we we know a little bit about this but obviously you are a pro athlete which is or a pro high rocks athlete so i think today we'll be using using your brain and your uh, ability to help correct what we're doing and also share some share some guidance to everyone mm. out there mm. Mm. a bit of context uh we've all just worked out together yeah it was great mm -hmm. we filmed a shitload of interesting stuff, mm. uh, which will be coming your way if it's not already coming your way. Yeah, mm. in your way. In, Plenty in your of way. content to come. Way. Yes. <laughs> um, let's get started uh, with what we really want to talk about. Rob is going to give every. Or he's going to cover the spectrum for every single ability level: beginner, intermediate, advanced, and maybe a bonus little thing at the end. How one can improve. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So um, kind of, yeah, before we dig into it, like what the what the beginner, intermediate, advanced are. So beginner, I, I'm, I'm classing as anyone that first timers, anyone that hasn't done it before um, and or specifically hasn't done a race 
before because I know a lot of people kind of transition from uh, I don't know obstacle course racing or other fitness events and they you know they can dive straight in um, but for for a real beginner first time high rocks athlete and that's what's really good about high rocks is you can you don't there is no pre-existing standards that you need to um fitness level that you need to meet before before entering so yeah for the beginners um what you what you want to work on is firstly just meeting the can you meet the movement standards mm-hmm. so definitely if it, if you're thinking about um racing or you've you've bought your ticket and you now you're like okay what actually is high rocks <laughs> go and uh, go and look at a um technical briefing i know that they send you a technical briefing like a couple weeks mm. before your um race but i would definitely go as soon as soon as well, soon if you're looking better. at it at that point um, it might be a, a it might be too yeah exactly definitely um i think they they almost missed a trick there i think they should send that with the mm. ticket yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. As, soon as, you, as soon as you get it i mean do you do you get a lot of first time hyroxes come to you at all yeah i mean like since we've started at the um since since i started in september like the first uk one mm. I, I did it and um, my fellow coach here did it and we... Sorry, did we say that Woodsy is a coach? Probably not, knowing us, no. but <laughs> if everyone out there, he's a coach. Yes, so, that's why you're speaking yeah. about a fellow coach, yes. Right. And the reason why we've got him on the show, please continue. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I'm, uh, I've been a personal trainer for a couple of years now and specifically um, coaching High Rocks, well, since I, since I started. So as I said, like me, myself um, and some others here, we started, we did the um, the first UK one, uh, qualified for the world championships in that one. And then we was like full steam ahead. Mm. Um, and then since then, some of the clients here have been interested um, and we've entered a few. Um, we do like uh, courses and classes mm. in the in the gym here. And then... I've picked up, I've just tried to be as much of a sponge as possible, looking at um, little improvements that I can make and then will this transfer to um, everyone else and then different things that I, I kind of see. Um, and, and to be fair, you do have everything you need here. I've not mm-hmm. seen a gym that's so specifically set up to be conducive mm. of a high rocks simulation. Yeah, we actually came in and we were like, oh my God, this is a perfect setting for a high rock simulation there's a sled track uh, i didn't actually realize that it's laid out so that if you go up and down it six times that's the amount of times for the amount of burpee broad jumps yeah. or you go up and down it four times it's the exact same as the sled push or the sled pull so you've you really engineered this area to be set up for high rocks and i think it's um a fantastic space for people to come and learn about high rocks as well and especially if you're new i mean i guess if we start to try and get into it if i was a, a very a first time high rocker what would be your sort of your almost your like your greeting like how would you start to welcome me into that space like what would you start to talk about yeah so i think um yeah from an outside perspective looking in i think high rocks can seem really daunting and um especially this sort of uh big heavy sleds like a lot um you see a lot of the exercises and you don't often see how much running is mm-hmm. in the 
event. Like it is 50% running, but I don't think it's, you know, visually um, you don't see, oh, half of this event is running. Mm-hmm. And then another, what, four. So you've got like the row, which is more cardio, ski, which is more cardio, the burpees, which is more cardio. So a lot of it is um, endurance. And then there is a strength component. So the, the sled push and pull. And then there, and then there's muscular endurance. So that's really like how long you can continuously um, work your um, muscles mm. without tiring. So like the lunges and the wobbles. Um, I think we're it's it's you know it's clear that one rep of those isn't a big effort. But when you're putting them all together, that's when it becomes challenging. Whereas like with the sled, it is more strength. Like one length is still hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's good that it is a combination, uh, cardio, muscular endurance and strength. But I say it is more weighted towards the cardio. Mm-hmm. So if you are um, uh, a first, first time you haven't tried it before, definitely try to um, improve on your cardio so like longer steadier um, runs and would get... you say specifically running so yes specifically running obviously the closer you get to the the test the better but if you are new to running um, then the concept two machines become your best friends because they're low impact so um, a lot of times you can hurt yourself by jumping into a lot of running and um, the, the lower leg impact, so like your calves and your feet, if they're not, um, the tendons and stuff aren't conditioned, then you can, you can get like those little niggles, mm. annoying injuries because they just set you back. Mm. So where, what I like to do and what I, I always encourage is run as much as you can, you feel comfortable mm. and then come in and jump on a bike or a row or a ski um and and not only do you take the impact off but you're also practicing your your technique on the ski and and row so as a as an entry point for someone coming into high rocks you're almost saying use the erg machines Mm -hmm. uh in any capacity to almost get your cardio up and sort of get that movement within the ligaments and the legs before you go hell for leather on the Mm -hmm. running training that's really interesting yeah yeah and and um and definitely practice the um so we touched on the movement standards but definitely practice the movements before you add the intensity so Mm. um make sure that you are doing the burpee right Mm. and the wobbles right before you pile on Mm. like oh i'm gonna do burpees until um, five minutes until failure yeah because then the form comes sloppy Mm. and um the you, you tend to lose the movement before you mm. run out of energy so where on things like the ski and the row you can you can go quite hard and still maintain good form like yeah yes you do need to be careful on it but you can much more burn out with high intensity on a ski erg or a, or a um, even even a bike um then you can if you if you don't know if you if you've really dialed in on the the movements of a wall ball you can find yourself not missing reps and then piling on the intensity and thinking that you're doing almost better than than it is and i think some people are a bit shocked on the day Mm. when they um 
are getting pulled up on like no reps and stuff um, because they thought they was doing it right. Um, and sometimes you feel that, that you're doing it. Sometimes you need a, an outside um, view. So like, that's, that's another tip, like get someone to have a look at your form or mm. film it and look at it back because um, quite oftentimes, especially things like with the, with the squat, like getting to depth mm. um, on the wobbles, you may think you're getting, you feel like you're squatting low enough, but when you look at it from an outsider perspective, you can see quite clearly, oh, mm. I didn't get, didn't quite get it. I think that idea of having someone check or help you along the way is definitely something that the Hyrox community is very good at mm. in terms mm. of supporting each other and building that community. We're like, oh, I'll show you how to do these exercises. And that's what we're seeing with partner gyms like yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned like getting to race day. What is the sort of what advice would you have for someone entering their first high rocks from a mental perspective when they were coming to race day? How should they approach that? Yeah, so I think from a yeah from a first time perspective, uh, if you haven't already like not many people have gone through the whole race um, as as one thing, it, even in a simulation, it's it's quite challenging to do I, I know we're quite fortunate here in terms of we can do it all but um it's it is difficult to do the full thing so just know that knowing that um going in with some caution in terms of like listening to your body listening to how you feel on each thing and knowing that there is um a lot more it's a it's a long race and i always say like it's it feels so much better if you start slower and and refrain hold a little bit back especially if it's your first time you you're not aware of how your body might feel that's um, that's so true because in I've, those last I've, sorry, sorry yeah, to interrupt on. but there's there's so many people who we've spoken to after doing their first high rocks event and they're almost annoyed because they say i feel like i had more in the tank mm-hmm. and then that's exactly what you're saying if it's it's the first time you're doing this yeah and there's so much technique and strategy involved with getting through this it's not just a matter of right i'm doing this 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 and then done it's really hard it's really really hard to figure out exactly where i can push and where i can ease up and i think Mm. that's exactly what you're saying yeah yeah exactly i mean if if it is your first one then you then it's everything is a is a new exposure so you and and it's it's totally different doing all of the things back to back than it is um separately so like um you you might think that you know your 1k row time Mm. but it's in the middle of the um of the race Mm. and i would always say like take the take the rower a little Mm. bit easier um it's your chance to kind of recover and well yeah it's those sort of cardio based exercises like you'll tie yourself out for the next run and Mm -hmm. it's like the efficiency you make and again there often you pay for it in the in the yeah. things after I think that what you've been what you've just been saying is very true though like today we did a workout and I pushed the pro weight on the sled for the first time you loaded Ooh. the you loaded the plates up yeah. and I was like this shit's fucking easy like I can do this all day I was like yeah but you've you haven't done loads of exercise before <laughs> so what the hell are you on about yeah. it's um it's just a matter of perspective and yeah. the the biggest transition that I found entering high rocks high rocks high rocks was the training uh, specific exercises to linking it together mm-hmm. and what's your sort of strategy when you're building people up um, for their first high rocks in order to to load that load that up is there a route to getting to experience that load 
Yeah, so we like to do a lot of like that compromise running, so that like um, exercise, run, exercise. And I think especially like as you develop it uh, and you get a little bit more exposed to it. So at the beginning, you feel this massive burn or build up of like fatigue as you're um, doing the exercises. And then when you come to the run, that really inhibits your ability to run. Uh, and the more exposure you get to, to doing it, the, the better you get at clearing fatigue um, whilst still working. So that's, that's a really big um, component of a lot of the training that, that we do. So it's that first 200, 200 meters of the run that really sucks. And like, you've kind of got to get used to the feeling of, okay, this hurts really bad, but it does feel better after 200 meters. Like if, um, when you first come off of that sled and you start running, you think, oh my God, this, mm. this is the end. <laughs> like, that's that's like, so true. That uh, is, that is, yeah. that if, if, if we can give our, or I at least can give my own beginner tip, you know, be wary. The, the race really starts after you've pushed that mm. sled and need to get back on the track, yeah. like you said, and it yeah. feels like you are running through treacle. Yeah. It is so but if you can, if you can keep a decent cadence, um, like get, get moving no matter how, like, yeah, slow down, but no matter how like much it sucks, it does go away after time mm. and moving can clear it. So it's going to hurt no matter what it's, better if you if you're moving um, yeah. so so you're actually making some ground and then after those 200 meters you start to feel better start to get back that, into it that's that's so fair and would you say that's probably the biggest tip for like beginners to maybe get used to this like compromised running just because we've given beginners mm -hmm. so much to go yeah. on and there are two other categories that yes. we need to cover yeah. As so well. yeah to kind of summarize like like check your movement standards practice the movement standards before adding intensity um, do some long cardio. Um, so thinking you want to try and build to your predicted race time. So, mm -hmm. I mean, like, obviously you, you don't have a, a clear idea if it's your first one, but, um, on average it's taking people like an hour and a half. I think that's the average that, time. Yeah. yeah. Round about that. Yeah. Number. So you want to be able to build to working for 90 minutes, whether it's running and, uh, exercises mm. or not. Um, and then, compromise running so doing um mm. run mm. into station into run and mm. try to um work on building that cadence straight away um and and kind of feeling mm. where that like yes this is hard but it does does get better mm. i guess the the only thing you said um average time is an hour and a half of course you might be someone who's come in from a background of serious sporting excellence. Mm -hmm. You might be aiming for something lower. Um, you might be not sportingly inclined at all, but you've taken the bold step mm -hmm. to go for it. So I, I'd almost be hesitant to say any kind of number. Or yeah. yeah, yes. And, and I, I, you get it a lot of what, what time should I aim for? What time's a good mm -hmm. time? If it's your first, don't think of a time. <laughs> like really... Um, just do your best mm. and, feel, and feel it out as mm. you go because like 
You can I've, only race I mean, your first Hyrox once. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I've, I never say it, but I try and predict mm. people's times, mm. and I've been off really? twenty minutes either way. Wow. Really? Like, wow. like mm. both sides, both fast and slow. Like, yeah. you, and it's it's so interesting. Like, um, I don't think until you've done one mm. that you can kind of start to look at where, mm. like, just. There's so many elements to it. Mm. How how do you you approach your um, relationship with times in posting good times and bad times? Is there how do you approach that sort of um, pressure at all? Yeah, I mean, I think I think I put I put some pressure on myself in terms of what time that I um, go after. I mean, like I do race simulations in here and then I compare them to my races and so after after doing a few you get to grips with um where you can like you you tend to be a bit more accurate Hmm. but I think what the last London race kind of taught me because I was this I was two minutes slower in the uh London race than I was in Birmingham and like originally it stings but then if you reflect like because there's so many elements strategy does play a big role and I think oftentimes you can look at a time and even if if it's not what you want you think that it's a reflection of your fitness or your um and where you're at and I think it can be a little bit deceiving in terms of you can be you can be fitter and not do a better time um and and because of there are so many components to it mm. and like i think i look back at it and i'm sort of like if i'd have gone slower here i could have made up the ground mm. here mm-hmm. um and like i went into london thinking like i'm confident that I'm fitter than I was doing Birmingham, but I still posted a slower time. So it's it's there is a lot of strategy in it, and I think that's something that people may find like yeah, they may they may just judge that wrong in terms mm. of they put the pressure on themselves. And they think mm. oh, if I don't do a good time, like I'm mm. not um, I'm this is this is all wasted. You know what I mean? Whereas mm. like no training or no uh, amount of mm. racing and experience is ever wasted mm. because if you can use it to, mm. to to do better i'd like i'd like to drill down on the um uh the strategy piece and how, how you approach your race strategy but before mm. that i guess when you come out of a race i think we both experienced it recently racing two races back to back it's like you almost have like an adrenaline dump mm. and a sort of a period where you've had this incredible high of a race and you you, all your friends have been training for it Mm. and then you kind of have a crash and you kind of like well what what now like how do I get back to it Mm -hmm. what's your experience been transitioning from racing in the open to racing in the pros and how you how you deal with coming out of a race Mm -hmm. yeah so I mean I would say your best thing is to have a plan ahead of time on what your 
like it, like and we're kind of going a little bit more into the intermediate when you've got multiple races is plan out your race season and and also plan out which ones are your priorities and which ones are are just practice or are just for fun um and and having it also also planning the breaks so like when you when you do finish a race and you get that high and then the dump you you look at your what your what your plan is okay now is my relaxing time between like we've got frankfurt coming up mm-hmm. um Looking so, forward to that. yeah mm. um so we've d- like i mean you've done quite a few races now it's three four four, four this season four this three season? three and frankfurt will be our three fourth. Frankfurt oh, will nice, be four yeah. yeah so i've done two and then frankfurt will be a third catch up and then <laughs> <laughs> come on mate <laughs> and then um yeah, and then I've planned mm. the break over Christmas, so um, it's a bit, it's you know, take that time to unwind, and I think not putting the, you know, back to back constant races, and and it it is repetitive and and high intensity, so so just as much planning your um, when you're going to push, when mm. you're going to um, ramp up mm. your training, also planning when you're going to have that break time mm. and, and deload and, mm. and kind of, I, I was, I also like to think of the, of your race as like a pre-season in season and off season. Mm. So, um, pre-season is your time to really improve upon your weaknesses. So if you, um, if your weakness is your running, building your running up a lot, doing a ton of specific running volume that you wouldn't do in season. Um, I guess that'd be quite nicely aligned because pre-season would be summer. Oh yeah. Guess. So yeah. running in the sun, hmm. nice. probably, probably better, <laughs> yeah, better than running it. Like, yeah. Running at the moment is just it's it's horrific. It's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. It's dark after work as well. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not, not possible. It's not anyway, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Or, but equally, if strength is your weakness, then then doing a full strength cycle, mm. not Hyrox Sun's out, guns out. It works. It works. Exactly. It still works both ways. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, and then in season is your time to to focus on the high rock specific stuff, working on your race strategy. So learning from your last races and um, and doing more higher intensity but less volume. So you're not being kinder on your body, break, not um, breaking it down so much. And then your off season is your chance to completely. Um, disconnect mentally and physically um from high rocks and and yeah mm. you can still jump into a high rocks mm. workout but but find other things you mm. know play a sport and and um do you have anything that and, you lean on so i mean like i uh, used to play a lot of basketball mm-hmm. so i'm actually yeah looking forward to getting back into that yeah. in the in the summer um but yeah and and i i think even I was I, I say this because of, I've kind of experienced it in terms of we did I did world championships in May and then first race in um, Birmingham was October, October. yeah yeah but I, I think I even started too early training for that like mm. that I didn't really have that mm. downtime and I mm. think it's I'm feeling it now yeah. like I'm I'm ready for Frankfurt but I'm also ready for the break afterwards yeah. you know yeah um, I think we all are. 
So yeah, yeah. Christmas break. So would there, would you be able to put a time frame on that at all? Would you say so? This is for intermediates, I guess. Mm-hmm. Would Would you say that um, it's like two months before your first race? Is that then pre-season? Everything before that is off-season, or can yeah. you quantify it at all? Yeah, yeah, that's good. I mean, like, um, I think ten weeks is is a good time frame to be training like high rock specific building into your um into your race so pre-season would be any time before that um so like the months before that mm-hmm. um and then obviously off season just depends on how much time you have between your last race and mm-hmm. your um yeah. and that mm-hmm. that sort of time frame so I guess that for most people that, that that's okay because the world championships tend to be the last one. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. May some sometime like that. Yeah. So for example, I think we got London in April. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So April thirtieth, first of May, the bank holiday. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So then um, you got like um, May, June, July off. Like summer off-season, of fun, isn't it? Summer of fun, enjoy yeah. yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Play some b-ball um, in the sun. It's going to be good. <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly. And then like um, August, September, your pre-season. Um, and then October is your dedicated training mm. for um, mm. High Rocks. Obviously, mm. the pre-season is still dedicated towards High Rocks, but it's, it's mm. specific to your weaknesses and building upon those. Fair. So we talked about sort of like season strategy and mm-hmm. ways to sort of frame different modes of training. Um, of course, like you lead into the big day. Um, I mean, we, I'm sure we could touch on how to um, deload. Is it deloading before? Where you, yeah. yeah. But I think what Looking we're taking, yeah, yeah, I was the like, <laughs> Max, what was the thing we were talking about earlier? Um, but I think what is, what I'd like to talk about now is like as an intermediate, as someone that will race one or two in a season mm-hmm. what is what tips and tricks do you have for race strategy like how do you consider different elements and plan for different exercises during a race yeah so with the with the intermediates i like the um the kind of methodology of train your weaknesses um in so address your weaknesses in training but in racing play to your strengths mm. so um yeah identify where your weak spots are from your last race so looking at what this is what's great about the high rocks is this it breaks down everything you can see your splits on everything so you, and and you can see where you line up with with the other um people in your race so those ones where you placed really low um that's where where you can make the biggest gains essentially so addressing those in your training is key and then um, play into your strengths when you're racing so if you um, if you are a really strong runner then actually taking some time taking breaks towards the end of your stations can help you get into your stride um, quicker so Mm. that you're actually using your superpower using your speed Mm. so you're not gassing yourselves out and then um and then weakening your run so um and then opposite for um if i mean to a degree opposite if your um if your strength is strength 
then um, your running will probably stay consistent throughout, um, but you can really make up ground on, on those stations. So don't think oh my God, these people are passing me. This is what I think. <laughs> oh my God, these people are passing me on the run. I need to speed up my run. I get to the station and I'm absolutely gassed. Um, and the sled is where I'm supposed to overtake everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like that's, that's kind of what happened in, in, um, in London where like I was like, I started and, and this, is, this is another thing is, is stick to your race. Like, yeah, run your own like, race. Run your own race, yeah. Because um, for, for the first time, I started to sort of think, oh, I, I should be, I started to notice people around mm. me. And I, I've, ne I've, I've never done that mm. before. And, and I think that you can get sucked into mm. that. Um, but, but run your own race. It's a mm. long race. And it's so much better starting slow and starting to overtake people mm. as you get towards Pick the end. Pick them off one Pick by one. Yeah, yeah. yeah mm. absolutely. Um, and yeah, that's always fun. And mm. you feel so much better. Mm. Like rather than like coming out fast and trying to hold on as you, yeah. as people pass you and as you yeah, yeah, yeah. as you're in hell, yeah, you know, we've, That's we've what been there. To me. Yeah, yeah we've the, been there. Greg from Rock's Life just uh, <laughs> right through me on the run, and you were going to overtake me at one point as well until I dived out and had a yeah. tactical yeah. toilet break. <laughs> <laughs> just um, quickly on on London, what's your hot take on how London was this year? How did I find it? Um, I found. Atmosphere was cool, like yeah. buzzing. Mm. Um, I think start start to finish, mm -hmm. um, and a lot more. I think because of everyone had a feel for it, mm. like there was a lot more, a, a bit more competitive mm. kind of side, and and a, and a bit more um, like coaching and like mm. um, a lot of people yes. with plans. Yeah. You know, yeah, 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 um, yeah. I think I think where we've seen previous. Um, previous races mm. everyone's kind of bright eyed and yeah, yeah. and just yeah just taking it in whereas i think people were like okay we're here yeah, we're yeah. gonna do we're gonna do this this is our plan mm. uh which is cool uh and then in terms of the actual race i definitely i found the sleds really hard and i don't mm. know whether that was because i had a hot start mm. or i know i mean i know the the carpets were really tough for me uh, there was like sliding i was feeling the lumps mm. i was going over and I think where Hyrox has done well to standardize the sleds themselves mm. now. So we've got the, we got the sled, same sleds all over. Yeah. So North America, yeah. the Asian regions, the European Europe, region. Yeah. They all, all those, using the yeah. same equipment, but the carpets really like... Yeah, I think, I it's, think it's interesting. It's like, hard if, to... Without going too in on it, I think it's an interesting that ultimately a carpet has to be taped down by individuals mm. and there are different individuals that tape it down each way. Are there time. different tapes that are used? Yeah, I mean, we could yeah, go drill that. that. I mean, I, I even think like fix, just better fixing it to the ground. Like, mm. yeah, it's well, got to be, I, I don't know. I thought well, <laughs> we're, we're going back on previous content, but what you said about it being taped on one side and not on the other so everyone has an equal thing is interesting. Yeah. yeah. In terms of like, obviously you said London, everyone came with a plan. What mm. would be your advice from a pro perspective for people? If we were trying to trickle down from the F1 user, which is the pro division, mm -hmm. what sort of tips and tricks do you think that people in average sort of situations could start to think about? Or that was going to be a bonus, but fine, we're getting the bonus. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. oh sorry. <laughs> oh. No, I mean, there, there's a bonus bonus. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> like, 
uh, as a pro, if you've done a lot of races, then you are looking for seconds. Mm. Like your um, things start to come into play of like cornering and like when to overtake someone. Things like um, managing the rope. Mm. So when you when you pulling when you're doing a rope pull, don't drop it down mm. and walk forward, pick it up keep it in your hands, flick it to the side, um, be quick with your hands and and run the lengths mm. when you change Some things we are going to put slash have put out on Instagram. Yes. Uh, so look uh, out. Woodsy explaining exactly what he's done. So do have a look out for mm. that on mm. both of our Instagrams. Sorry, continue. Yeah, little collaboration. Yeah. Yes. And so, a shameless plug, but it had to be done. <laughs> yeah. So as I say, the, like the seconds count there and, um, and just like hustling more like um, with the, with the wall balls, think count your rest um, as well as your, um, as well as your working sets. So, Sorry, explain that. So um, I like to have a plan to go into the wall balls. How, how are you going to break them up? Um, so I, Personally, I do 15 reps at a time, mm-hmm. and then I count 10 breaths when I'm when I'm resting, and then I have to pick it up after mm. after 10 breaths. Do you, do you drop it the ball? Or yeah. Do you so hold 15, on to it? 15 reps, drop the ball. Mm-hmm. 10 breaths, pick it up, mm. go. Do you think you could shave a second if you didn't drop it? <laughs> but if, I, if, I held... <laughs> what, what, if I if I held the ball, but then yeah. I think if you're holding the ball, are you resting as much? That's Maybe. a good point. So like where, something to try. I mean, it's. I'm more. What my question is really asking is like, where are you now looking for your shape yeah. and your tents? Yeah. So I'm thinking like all of those things. Like um, Hunter's where... listening, by the way. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think with the running, like the cornering and and depending on because i think that's something that the bigger venues more people um london was actually quite a nice running Mm. track with smoother so when you say cornering is that about taking the apex of a curve or yeah so yeah so like giving yourself a little bit of a berth to come around so that you're not slowing down to get to a corner interesting i always just take the shortest route because i think yep less 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 distance yeah but do you slow down when you approach the corner um well sometimes the barrier gets in the way i'll be honest i'm like oh Um, well it's me versus you but also like i think burpee broad jumps is a big one because of it's like it's like a race in slow motion because mm. it's like one step of the opponent, one step of you. And mm. like, when do you pass that person? Because if you can get stuck behind someone yeah. on that and then spend an extra burpee going sideways and then forward. Mm. And Surely then, that's just you know, a crab walk over to the left or the right. Are you allowed to do that? Yeah, but then you're just, still... You're, still, you're not advancing forward. You're just going left and... Or right mm. and... You can have that tip for free. Yeah. <laughs> get, get your crab moves out. Yeah. If you want to overtake on the burpees. But, uh, but then, yeah, and then like other things like the farmers, when you're um, coming around the, the corner, they, there's obviously, mm. they, they always do like hairpin mm. turns with yeah. it. So um, cutting the corners and, and coming wide in and sharp round. Sort of okay, thing. so not slowing um, the, the momentum down as yeah, opposed to yeah, right. Exactly. Okay, 
Um, and like we've kind of discussed in our tips, like if you are going to take a break on the farmers, try and make it at a bend because you have to slow down for the bend mm. anyway. Mm. So um, that's interesting. Using speed to work with it for the resting yeah. periods is really interesting. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, I think. I mean, I'm trying to think if there's any more interesting areas that we could ask. Yeah. I mean, what, I what's mean, your approach to the rock zone? Uh, with the rock zone, get out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> out of it, in your ears. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think just as we, as we kind of said, the quicker you can get back to a running cadence, um, the better. So, like, trying to get the feet moving, um, even if you are moving slowly but you're but you're back into your normal running pattern i think stopping and walking are is killer like mm -hmm. it just it makes you want to walk more and it makes yeah. you want to stop more and what happens is you kind of get this spike in heart rate and then a drop in heart rate and then you have to get back to your yeah. normal whereas like if you so if we was to measure it um with a heart rate monitor, you'd see like uh, uh, what we want to see is smooth kind of waves from where you, um, yeah, you will always hit places mm. of higher intensity. But then when you come back to the run, you might stay high and then it will slowly mm. peter mm. off as you get back to your normal, yeah. um, mm. your normal pace rather than like a spike stop yeah. come again. You know what I mean? I just thought of a really cool new segment that I'm going to introduce right now. In the rock zone, are you water? Are you Red Bull? Mm. I I am water if um, if anything. Uh, oh, I, so, okay. like, so neither. That's uh, not an option. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Builder was not on the card. <laughs> um, so I mean, I've just started. So with the last one, I actually used a belt. With um, a mini water and a gel. No. Yes. How did um, that go? It went. It was. It, it was. This. I. think it. Um, it was a little bit uncomfortable, uh, and I think I do need to get used to it and kind of yeah. get it right. What was the um, symptom? Why did you use it? Like, so what, what I used it because I. I hate getting the water from the water stations because um, slowing down uh, and. It's always wet on the floor. It's always wet. Um, it's also quite difficult and, to like and get difficult, it into, Yes, yeah. like the the because of their cups. Yeah. yeah, you know, I I feel like it's it it I feel like it's never worked. It wasn't for me. Mm. Like if I'm if I'm running, and this is obviously if you're if you're mm. running the whole thing. If you're running and you slow down to grab water, mm. grab a mouthful. You get one mouthful, half of it on your face, and. Loads of air yeah. in you yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're burping. Is so, it, is it in the marathons? They've got those like jelly balls of water where you can like, like. I mean, I've not seen that. I mean, I, I think they had them one year. But imagine, if, cool. I mean, cool. I think Hyrox either need to reinvent the cup or yeah. um, like even the fact that there's water on the ground. Like, do you yeah. actively run around that? Yeah, and that's just a attraction thing. Yeah, mm. yeah. Because if you if you're doing a, a push mm. um, or pull. Um, do that play, mm. plays a massive role. Mm. Um, so yeah, I've I've used a, a mini belt, um, and um, I think that that worked worked for me. I think you have to find what what works well mm. for you. So I definitely say, and, and the same with all gear, test it first. Mm -hmm. So try it in training before trying it on race day. Mm -hmm. um, 
But yeah, um, okay. those are kind of those are those are smaller smaller things. I'm going to have to be Johnny Raincloud here and start wrapping this up. Unfortunately, uh, this mm-hmm. is already a longer episode, but there's loads of interesting stuff that we've covered. Yeah. Um, two more things. Uh, one quick one being something we've we've done beginner, intermediate, advanced. We've spoken a little bit about what you do. What mm-hmm. is something that a normal racer should not look to do based on what you just said? Um, yes. So I think um, kind of where people might get a little bit confused is looking towards the elite, um, the real, the real elites, the elite 15 um, and and how they do it because just just on time frame alone they're using almost different energy systems so um an elite um racer is doing it in under an hour so fueling becomes different um if they if you're doing anything that's sort of 90 minutes plus you're going to be more aerobic so you're going to be slower using oxygen as a fuel much more than glycogen so um, the the systems come different without kind of overcomplicating it. You you have to be training for a ninety minute race rather than a, oh. under an hour race. Um, and then other things like how we um, looked at the burpee broad jumps. So I would say for anyone that's not elite, the I really encourage the step method where you're stepping forward, then you jump, land, step back. Um, and as opposed to as opposed up, to yeah. from the floor jumping forward and then jumping mm. again um, because it's more energy efficient and if unless you're doing the burpees as fast as possible and not breaking at all then uh, the jump back method is um, it's quicker but it's but it's more taxing and if you're going to pause anyway then uh, mm. doing a step method where you don't pause is going to be more yeah. efficient yeah yeah be humble know your limits That's right it. the last question and i'm gonna let you pose it because you know what it is it is of course what is your cheat meal like oh. you you've you've raced you've gone out there you've done all these tips to perfection and then you said yes. you know what it's time it's time, time to indulge it's time what are you going oh, for and and you know what? Like the last few have been very disappointing. Because... <laughs> Calling everyone out right now. No, 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 no. That's not what I meant. I meant my own. My own. I don't know everyone else who's answered the question. No, I was like, no, no. I'm not Christian. <laughs> because, um, because like, like, like they've been so late. Hmm. Um, because of the the pros race really late, and hmm. I finish, and then nothing's open. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But my my. Um, my cheat meal would be um i would go american barbecue style um probably pulled pork um, mm. or beef brisket mm. or a whole meat platter wow okay um followed oh, wait, wait what i mean you get a, you get a drink you get a main you get a dessert um, but i want to know where you're getting this barbecue from to be honest because oh. i'm getting very hungry right well, now well woodsy barbecues are, are something special oh I mean, really it, okay it's it's a family family, family thing right. i mean our barbecues run 
like January to, to <laughs> in the winter season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> January to December. We, yeah. there, there's always a woodsy barbecue going. Oh, but um, no, uh, I don't know. Like, um, like what's your drink? Drink um, big old Coke. Yeah, yeah, big just, old, just old, old coke, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then dessert, yeah. like Krispy Kreme donuts. Yeah, yeah, a oh. uh, full dozen, full dozen. Which one, glazed, unglazed? Uh, like, get the get the get the selection. The selection. Have yeah. you had tried any of the World Cup variant donuts yet? I haven't. Okay, yeah, you need to get I on that. I will get on that. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I live next uh, to one, so oh, <laughs> this is excellent. bad. Excellent. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, finishing the fitness podcast on on Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's why people come back. It is. It is. Exactly. Earn it. Yeah, uh, exactly. Hit the high rocks. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Woodsy, you've been an absolute star hosting us in the gym today. Thank you so much for having us down. Thank you so much for entertaining me and Max as we mm-hmm. collectively filmed uh, what is going to be a awesome, well, it's hopefully already out, uh, loads of movement standards yes. uh, to sort of share the world of, well, share in the world of Hyrox what people can be looking at, improving mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone out there uh, hasn't seen it yet, you can reach out and see the content on either our Instagram, which is RockZonePod, at RockZonePod on Instagram, or at Woodsy's Instagram account, which is... Woodsy Workout. Woodsy Workout. Um, feel free to drop a, drop a comment if you would like to see anything else in the future. Um, but as ever, well, again, sorry, thank you so much for having us down. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, and yeah, um, just as you said, you can find me on um, Woodsy Workout on Instagram or on YouTube. And we've just um, released our Coactive Performance site. So coactiveperformance.com is where you can find um, plans and guides and uh, anything if you're interested in training at Coactive Health or online coaching. Wicked. We'll stick that in the show notes for those of you that cool. don't like to type yeah. uh, <laughs> type and drive at the same time. So please don't die. Um, so, uh, but yeah, no, as ever, guys, thank you for tuning in. Um, and the one final thing to say, as we always do, is... I just realized what you, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get to do the honors, my dude. Roxanne out. Roxanne out. Oh, whisper version. Roxanne out. Oh, you want whisper? Okay, well, Roxanne out. Nice. <laughs> See you later, guys. Yeah. Nice one. What? Nice one, dude. Yes. That was awesome. Yeah.